Hello, welcome back to episode two of the Bright Brains podcast. This is your host, Isaac, and today we're talking to Ganesh Dada about India, technology, and internet marketing. Today we have my guest, Ganesh, and uh, he is a citizen of the country of India. Uh, Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey everybody, my name is Ganesh. I am, as you know, uh, Isaac said that I am from India and by profession, I'm a digital marketer. I have a podcast called as Sapient that I run. Apart from that, yeah, I'm just like a regular normal Indian. All right. Awesome. So um, what, what, what do you feel Americans should know about India? So... You know, um, on my podcast and on, on just in general, I talk to like a lot of Americans on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and I feel like, um, you know, like people talk about diversity so much these days that mm-hmm. you know, like in movie there needs to be more, um, you know, black people or Asian people or Hispanics and all these things, and I feel like people are not open to that conversation. Like they just mm. pretend to be open, and when things really like come up, then uh, you know all of a sudden they are, they are seen as like ignorant. And I see this uh, problem throughout like the Western world, where mm-hmm. people are just like, okay, if you don't know about something, you're just ignorant. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that might not be the case, because I have, I have you know like made friends. In America, you know, just sitting here, right? That is in India. But somewhere it feels like, you know, it's not like ignorance as such. It's just that they don't have access to that information. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, like just us having this conversation um, is going to like lighten your audience of, about what is India. Yeah, that's my one of like things. Yeah. Yeah, Americans, we can be kind of closed-minded. Um, you know, I think out of all the countries in the world, Americans travel the least, you know. Um, and then we also have the problem of, like, the media. Like, I feel like our media kind of fear mongers a bit, you know, and they kind of portray a lot of countries in, like, the worst manner, especially, like, countries that aren't, like, white or majority white. You know, like uh, (laughs) I I know, like recently with the whole Ukraine thing, you know, like there's been so many countries in the world that have like wars and things like that. and Nobody cares. But then when this white country goes to war, we give them billions of dollars. But Mm -hmm. I digress. Um, So you said you're a marketer in India. So, um, yeah, yeah, I know India has made some like great like uh, strides with like in the tech sector, um, do you, is that like in the sector in which you work at? You work in internet marketing or? Yeah, so I am a digital mm-hmm. marketer. So I mm-hmm. deal with um, online marketing, branding, and all these things, like just pouring stuff. Um, but um, India is like a major tech-based country right now. And mm-hmm. it, it it just ha- has always been. And we were, we were able to compete with China initially. 
um because you see in china there is a resistance to learning english mm-hmm. and you know of course english is a, like a, like a major language all over the world mm-hmm. and somehow indians because we were colonized or you know <laughs> we were fucked over by british um yeah. yeah we we picked up english very quickly and that kind of uh, afforded us a chance where we can uh, be the tech masters of the world kind of thing because even me i run my own brand called asocia strat uh, and majority of my clients are not in, in india like they are from united states oh yeah yeah so i think that language where you know we, we could just learn new language very quickly that that's the one thing where you know it it helped us in just like servicing the whole world in terms of tech mm-hmm. yeah india what is india's population i think uh, they're the second most populous country right yeah currently we are 1.7 billion 1.73 billion oh wow yeah so you know um was it easy for you to get into the tech sector in india or was it something that you like had to like really work your way to get into so the interesting thing about that is um like i have studied accountancy like i am an accountant by you know my degree or mm-hmm. uh, what i studied for but i switched very quickly when i when i thought okay this is not my future so i need to shift my thing mm-hmm. so in terms of hopping on tech it's not really that hard in india Mm-hmm. um because you know you, you have almost all tech companies based in india now uh, microsoft google whatever it is so that kind of helps also because we have like second highest um uh, software engineers in the world mm. so that also helps because you know because there is so much uh, labor that is in supply you know tech companies have to come to india and you know like and also because i think in india it it is so easy to open a business right yeah. now at least uh, post 2014 it it uh, it has been very easy like if you wanted right now you could open a business within two days like all oh, the wow. people work done that's pretty and, cool yeah and you you would not have to even visit an office it's all online and oh, wow. you just fill out the form and you know they will send you the details then you can just start your business it's oh. like that so it's that easy and that quick so yeah lot of like international companies are also based out of india right now what's the entrepreneurial scene like in india do you have a lot of young oh, yeah. starting their own businesses or mm-hmm. the yeah. kind of startup environment we have right now is like crazy hmm. because just last year we had 15 unicorns so Oh, wow. uh, you know if you're aware a unicorn is a company which reaches a billion dollar in valuation oh wow and we had 15 unicorns just in last year and a uh, year before that i think it was 20 something it's just it's just crazy you know we have so many startups here because i i come from a city called as bangalore mm-hmm. bangalore is like the silicon valley of india let's say mm-hmm. and it's heavy out here it meaning you know like there is like startup almost in every houses now <laughs> uh, yeah because the environment to start business is so friendly and also uh, government has also decided to okay you know what we are going to support this particular movement so they are giving out um, you know benefits and you know tax holidays uh, 
for new companies where you could just start your business and just run it so yeah right now like startup scene is like heavy heavily like competitive right now that's awesome yeah you know um here in america you know you definitely see a lot more people like starting businesses and things like that i think it's kind of uh out of desperation you know just cuz like inflation is getting higher and things mm-hmm. like that so um i'm curious what are some like obstacles that you think young people i know they said they've made it easier but yeah. like what are some obstacles that people do face when they do start a business um okay. mm-hmm. Okay as a business owner I think I think the biggest hurdle that a person can have is knowledge uh-huh. like I could give you a billion dollars and I I you know you could burn that in two two to three financial years like that's yeah. not a big deal and companies do that and that's like the biggest problem that's knowledge and I'm not talking about knowledge of product or you know how to do product development and all this BS I'm just uh-huh. talking about understanding basic economics of business uh-huh. i mean because people bring emotions to business and in today's world that's a dangerous thing because you know like just people in general on instagram or on facebook they love good stories but what they're forgetting is good stories don't make good product yeah that's right? true good yeah. processes good companies make good product rather than stories you know you need to have quality ingredients quality raw materials if you are manufacturing if you are servicing you need to have good human resource who can work with your clients properly and mm-hmm. often times people concentrate on everything else that is how my brand looks what's my logo what's, what's my t-shirt going to be and all these things um just a second sorry that that's what that was my dog um, yeah, so <laughs> uh so yeah like knowledge is one of the biggest like hurdles that anybody can face mm-hmm. um yeah and also if, if you want to like talk about practicality like what is stopping them um from opening a business is just funding to be honest yeah. you know i think mm-hmm. everybody could start a business with like $1000 if they wanted to but that the the initial $1000 is very hard to save up if you are working like very hourly kind of basis uh-huh. yeah those are the two biggest issues knowledge and funding is it possible like to get like a loan from a bank in india or is that like uh you know or is there like a obstacle for that or mm-hmm. is it easy to do or or is it something that people don't want to do because of interest rates or things like that mm-hmm. so one thing great about like current scenario is uh, government itself is giving like startup loans for people mm-hmm. where you you just go there you just say this is my concept and i want uh, you know this much money for it and they have industry specialists look into the business and they say okay uh, if you ask for let's say $40000 they'll be like okay you know what i think you can do with 20000 or 25 or 30000 and they will give you a loan for that much money or they will give you a line of credit and you don't have to pay back for like 2 to 3 sometimes even 4 years you don't have to pay back oh wow so you just earn the money first and then you know you can start paying back and that's why kind of private business loans are in danger because government itself is giving loans out and saying okay if you have an idea just run with it gotcha 
That's pretty cool to know that your government has your back like that. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, um, what do people in India think about like the current uh, like economic and political climate in America? I know obviously you can't speak for everybody, but like what's yeah. what's like the general consensus? So the general consensus is um it's like quite opposite to United States what you know people in uh United States think. Because mm-hmm. back when when Trump was there, where everybody was calling him out names, I don't know whether I'm allowed to cuss on your um uh, podcast or not. Um where back when everybody was calling him names, you know, he was actually doing proper work in international like politics. And mm-hmm. people all I don't know why people fail to understand that because that's just so visible. You know, he he went to you know Middle East, he brought so much stability out there. Um, he visited countries like India, he came here, you know, and mm-hmm. there there was a stadium with I think 150,000 people. And oh, it was wow. not even like planned. It was like a three-hour prayer announcement where you know he's just going to be there, and um, you know one fifty, hundred and fifty thousand people were there. And then Biden came in, um, and it was around. If you remember, it was Biden really came in around the time when Ukraine really kicked up, mm-hmm. you know, and. The irony was the whole Europe buys gas and oil even today from Ukraine, uh, sorry, from Russia. Uh, even today, right now, they're buying oil and gas from Russia. Yeah. Even though they are their enemies, right? And India yeah. does the same. We do buy our oil and gas from Russia because they give it a better price. And, you know, Biden was like threatening India to put sanctions. And... Yeah, if it was any older governments, they would be scared. They'd be like, please don't do that. And now mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like, damn you. Like, uh, we don't give a damn about it. Like, you know, like, yeah. just deal with it. You know, we are here kind of situation. And then I think I think his, uh, his policies also kind of changed towards India, where he's like, okay, this is a superpower like I'm messing with. So I need to be like uh, responsible, let's say, as an administration. So... Recently, in like last like one and a half years, we have seen that kind of positive intent from Biden, and right now he ha- he is in India. He has he is visiting India. Oh, so yes. yeah, actually, yeah, know that. he is visiting India huh. now. And you know, like our prime minister also was out there in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, relations are pretty good. But <clears throat> if you ask an average Indian what is going on in the United States, they would say homelessness, poverty, and um, and a food shortage. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that, unfortunately. And it feels like nobody is like really trying to tackle that kind of thing. Um, I'm curious. I know also in India, there is the issue of poverty. What mm-hmm. kind of steps has like uh, your government done to mm-hmm. uh, ease poverty? So, you know, the definition of poverty itself is kind of different in India. I feel mm-hmm. like because in the United States, if you don't have a car, you're kind of poor. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, but in India, the thing is like poverty is like absolute poverty mm-hmm. where a person cannot afford food or um, just basic amenities. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think because of our family values, we don't have a lot of homelessness. 
you know let let's say if if you are my cousin and you know you run into hard times you just you know live with me that it's that yeah. simple like there is no concept of at 18 a a a, a, a child has to like separate from his parents yeah um so that kind of family values has kind of kept joint families going um so yeah there is like poverty but government has done few things i think um where <clears throat> we have a few programs where we employ people like we they give them jobs like manual jobs um developing towns and villages and mm. you don't have to be really skillful for that like you can do digging you know like just simple things and you get paid enough so yeah poverty is there in india but i i i think you know like in coming years poverty is going to just go down in india yeah that's awesome i know one thing here in america the homelessness is uh perpetuated because of our massive drug problem you know like we have uh, an opioid crisis and things like that opioid heroin fentanyl it's getting really bad um yeah i'm curious is there like uh like a drug problem at all in india is that something like people have to worry about or um i don't think so because in india um you know we don't have rather e- easy access to drugs at least mm-hmm. that we are good, good fortunate about but there are states in india where i don't want to name them but you know like they 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 are having some kind of drug issues where you know like certain percentage of people are not like willing to work they are just on drugs and all these things but it is not yet like a pandemic like we see in united states mm-hmm. or it's not like you know controlled by pharma that kind of narrative yeah so that's the one thing like i don't uh, you know in india it it's not like a pandemic yet that's good to know i'm curious um how did your country fare during the uh coronavirus pandemic you know uh mm-hmm. 2020 did you guys have to go in lockdown and uh how did that work yeah so as i as i said you know we are a very big country yeah we are a lot of a lot of people um yeah we have too much too much people <laughs> to be honest um but it's okay you know uh, back in 2020 we were like 1.43 billion people mm-hmm. um and even back then we uh, in throughout covid we had like four lockdowns of 15 days mm-hmm. and it was what's like a, very strict what's a food lockdown no 15 days lockdown four lockdowns oh four lockdown all right yeah, that's just four food. lockdowns gotcha. of 15 days each Mm-hmm. so that's kind of 90 days in two years and yeah. of course there was like protests and you know like why are we, why are you doing this and all these things but fortunately india was one of the like early actors where you know we really saw it in other countries and said okay you know what like sh- let's shut this down and take this under control and um, isaac you have to imagine that you know like country like united states which has like probably like 30 30 to 40 million people right Yeah and even there they're not able to uh, mandate vaccines. Got it. They right? said they didn't mandate them. I mean they're struggling to mandate right because there are people yeah. in, up in arms and um the biggest I think uh, a senator was talking about it in congress the where he was saying the reason that you know people cannot be vaccinated vaccinated very quickly is of logistics mm-hmm. like we don't know how to set up so many booths and you know hospitals and how does the process work right? 
and uh-huh. india india as a country we vaccinated 98 million people in just one day oh wow how they do like, that it's just like um because you know we have a very thorough system uh, where people like to follow rules it's yeah. kind of like anti india if you really think about it because people really don't like rules but if it, if if, if there is a rule you know people follow it and you know government said okay you know what like if you are not vaccinated we will not allow you to movie theaters and certain places where will restrict your access and lot of people just took it like they did not even think that much about it and one good thing was like there was an app on your mobile phone where you'd have to register yourself and if you get tested and let's say you are you know covid positive right mm-hmm. um you know like people around you will get a notification that someone around you has covid so please take precautions oh wow so yeah. it's like uh, i didn't mean to cut you off what you said mm-hmm. so it's like you know there, there is that, that kind of uh, government intervention in understanding disease mm-hmm. and uh, you know like and also there was a time when we had like shortage of ventilators and all these things and people were just home quarantining themselves and you know government supported with food and all these things that's very cool i'm curious uh do people in india seem more trusting of their government than people in america Oh yeah definitely definitely yeah. we we don't even ask as many questions as um, you know like american people ask their governments uh-huh. so that's the kind of thing because um yeah we are not like that much suspicious of government because we don't have cia trying to uh, you know messes over on a daily basis <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. true um i'm so, curious like yeah. uh what about like free speech and like freedom of the press is mm-hmm. how does that work over in india like are you able to say uh like whatever you want or is how how does free speech work over there is that something mm-hmm. you guys have or yeah so interestingly like um you know americans like to talk about freedom mm-hmm. <laughs> and freedom of speech and freedom to bear arms and all these things um you know and it's not like because they're ignorant as i said um they don't realize that india is like the biggest democratic country in the world you know yeah and our exercise that is the election every 5 years it mm. is one of the most like i think it is one of i can probably say that it's one of the most successful voting campaigns in the world you see you say sexist most successful oh successful gotcha all right yeah because um you have to understand like you know how people live in forests people live in minute like remote places right mm-hmm. and if there is even one person living in a particular area of even a forest um the election com- uh, commission or committee is responsible to set up a booth out there to oh, vote wow. so if you just look at india's election day like how kind of um stressful land you know like logistically nightmarish it is mm-hmm. i mean you ha- you have to understand that people you know like go on boats and you know elephant rides and j- just kidding just you know like you know mm-hmm. they go on like lot of uh, hard work just to get like votes to, just to say okay please vote and india is like very 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 um 
open with speech like you know the prime minister is called as narendra modi his name is i could say mm-hmm. fuck you modi and like you know like that's that you know like yeah. there is nothing that people can do about it um yeah india is like very open uh, and i would bet that we are far mo- more open than um, you know most european countries yeah because you see india had this kind of obsession with freedom that people don't understand because you know united states may be like 200 plus years old we are just 75 years old like we are not oh, that really? much old right right we got independence around 77 years uh, ago that was 1947 and it's that simple like you know we are not been like um, you know free for 500 years or 1000 years and That's interesting yeah so we are very much obsessed with freedom and one thing about indians i can tell you is like they don't law they don't like the laws intervention in things mm-hmm. like you cannot tell people to do not to do certain things because they will get pissed off and they will do the exact thing that you are asking them not to do yeah so that that kind of um, you know idea of freedom still is like it still exists in india because we are so young uh-huh. um yeah because that's why even governments are very apprehensive in coming out with laws because they're like okay you know people might uh, get get pissed over this so 75 years old i actually didn't know that so india has come a long way what do you think it is that has helped like india achieve so much in such a short amount of time i would say tolerance yeah indians are very freaking tolerant dude i can tell you that because just saying that the amount of criticisms that india has received in the past 70 years uh-huh. if united states received that much criticism all new nukes would be out there right now like just <laughs> yeah. this world would yeah. be done yeah i think uh, you're right yeah like they're like you know like fuck you and you know like honestly like that would be the attitude of people um i said but you have to let me know whether i can curse on your uh, podcast hey, you cool you can curse yeah it's no biggie Got it. you can curse Got it. yeah <laughs> so yeah like you know like you um, <clears throat> americans would be like fuck you and you know just blow over the world um yeah. because we have we have been called names and you know like lot of bad things that has come our way and you have to understand isaac that when indian independence came in um okay if you have uh, read like human history there is a thing called a silk road have you heard of it yeah i believe so that's like uh like a trade route with china right yes. yeah. um no it's it's uh, a a road connecting india to europe like that's the oldest um uh, trade route in the world you know oh wow and that goes through russia too you know huh. that goes through that goes through around, uh, today around 24 countries in the world it goes through those many countries and because of that right because we are kind of land locked with russia and even europe to some extent our our um, policies and friendliness towards europe and even russia is very close and when indian independence happened um there oh, there was a part of our country that was taken that that's today called as pakistan mm-hmm. um and 
because we had strong soviet relations because um, you know like russia did support us during our freedom struggle and all these things very early on united states kind of decided okay we are going to go with pakistan like we will support pakistan um, it's it's because of like proxy wars have you heard of it yeah yeah i've heard of proxy wars so what what are some examples of uh mm-hmm. proxy wars so proxy war is just you know like um uh, if you are a father and i'm a father you know we both have sons we just say you please uh, beat beat his son it's like that right because i cannot directly engage with you i'm going to mm-hmm. use smaller countries to engage with you indirectly so um united states kind of decided that we are going to side with um pakistan in the struggle mm-hmm. and that caused like lot of friction like way lot of friction that then people ever expected to happen um so they there came a point where you know like we were criticized for even breathing kind of thing um because you had to understand that india is also nuclear capable and yeah. our our nuclear is not like international like we developed it and you you would be like surprised to hear that united states threatened us with nuclear weapons when we were developing our own they they said you cannot because um, you know it could it could fall into wrong hands when united states itself propped up al qaeda yeah right you know yeah. like today's uh, today's afghanistan's problem is united states problem because they fucking created it in the first place exactly right because today's yeah. afghanistan like i don't think americans understand isaac that today's afghanistan that you are looking at it's the absolute open result of a proxy war between united states and russia yeah like that's it like th- there is no more like taliban is what united states backed in the earlier days of afghanistan conflict and then they fought against them and they created a billion dollar war industry right industry complex mm-hmm. of um you know how to fucking destroy each other efficiently and they just it, it's it's like that so yeah india also faced a lot of issues and um you know like if you uh, i don't think you you might have seen it but uh, recently india uh, put a rover on moon yeah i was going to ask you about that um mm-hmm. how how do the people in india feel about that is there a large sense of pride about yes. that or do some people feel that you know maybe the money could have gone to a better uh use cuz here in america there are some people who are like you know we don't need to spend money on the space program that money would be better used you know going towards the schools and you know better mm-hmm. housing and things like that so how do they feel mm-hmm. about the uh, accomplishment of uh mm-hmm. sending the rover to the moon so just for even you to make uh, for me to make you an indian you know i would have mm-hmm. to tell you like the history of our uh, isro that is our space agency um you know people oh, all over the world don't understand that um let's look at nasa right nasa has mm-hmm. a huge fucking budget compared to mm-hmm. other space agencies and nasa has this habit of throwing money at any problem like money fixes the problem is their attitude and mm-hmm. bravo because you have money you can do that and 
if you look at like nasa's origin it's very dark like i don't think people really care about it anymore mm. um but if you look at operation paperclip oh, that yeah. happened back in the day and that's yeah. the direct result of nasa right right because yeah. you know for if operation clip did not happen a paperclip there would be no nasa today i am i am exactly. like 100% sure about that you're right um operation paperclip it was just they just took the nazi scientists and said come yeah. here you know and uh there was one guy uh von braun i'm not yes. pronouncing his name right but yeah. he was a pretty evil dude you know yes and he, his... ran, he ran human factories back in germany yeah and the proposal was you come to united states help us develop these um missiles and you might not go to the gettysburg trial uh, sorry yeah. uh, uh about, uh nuremberg trials yes nuremberg yeah. trials and that was a kind of offer that united states gave and they mm-hmm. had like 16 people who uh, 16 scientists who they brought to united states and if you look at it then you know nasa is not really american it's just german it's yeah, just like true. it's just like beer <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> and with with isro that that was not the case because from day one um you know like the godfather or the father of you know indian space research is a guy called as vikram sarabhai he is an indian and mm. he said that you know like space space is really the last frontier that humanity has and we need to we need to be there you know and yeah. <clears throat> uh, one interesting thing about isro is like we are, we were never in space race yeah we were never like in space race and uh, we even till today we are not in space race because india has this way of so here is the thing right our space agency always struggled with budgets like they did not get enough money and therefore the result was you have to do the same thing that americans or european europeans are doing at a you know like smaller cost and the chandrayaan the rover that landed on moon you know the you know uh, just to like blow your mind away that whole project was 70 million dollars oh really yeah huh. and the, and the rover sent by united states not even to the south pole just on the moon it cost mm-hmm. them 670 billion dollars wow So you know, so the Indian space program uses less money than the American space program what you're saying Yes because we have yeah. 8% of uh, NASA's budget if NASA has yeah. $100 ISRO has $8 but you have to achieve the pretty much the same thing and um, you know like one more like anti united states factors back in the day when we wanted a vacuum engine so va- mm-hmm. for those people who don't know vacuum engine is the engine that kicks in once you escape the atmosphere Uh, so the the technology is quite quite different because there is a gravity to feed fuel you know it needs to be staged um and when india went to united states asking for vacuum engines they said we cannot give it to you because it might go into wrong hands uh, um and you know people can misuse it and the response was dr apj abdul kalam he's he was our ex president um you know he was a scientist he said you know like okay fuck you you know we are going to build our own engine and we are going to work with it and um indian uh, space research organizations vacuum engine is one of the most efficient vacuum engines out there that's um, awesome 
yeah so the kind of pride that goes in india's like space is way different than nasa and you know people people will even say you know for for a country like india 70 million dollars is too much and uh, you know the budget of barbie was 70 million dollars nobody fucking question that like where the fuck did you go what did you achieve you you did you not achieve shit it was just entertainment and shits and giggles and exactly you spent 70 million dollars on what on just yeah. being you yourself right yeah. it's not like you went to space and shot something exactly it's not like it's not like you went to mount everest and shot a movie uh-huh. right yeah you know and, i wish here in america i wish we would spend more money on science and things like that mm-hmm. um especially in terms of like uh combating climate change yeah. which is a big concern among young people here um is climate change a concern in india has it affected the country in any way shape or form or i mean cl- climate change is taken very seriously here uh-huh. and yeah like very seriously and um because we don't have like big farms out here like you know to say it's like you have beef farms right where uh-huh. you have thousands of cows and bison uh, fortunately we don't have that so there is not that much of greenhouse um yes. uh yeah. gases that has been produced on on a regular basis so yeah like our problems are different than um that because we have to deal with other things um so yeah like it, it it's a very serious topic that people and government itself takes it takes seriously and we have had uh, mega solar projects solar you know like so if there is a small town um, you know they set aside a particular land and they just install solar to run the whole town on it um, awesome. so yeah like the efforts have been like very rapid and big yeah i know here in america like uh the efforts to go green have kind of stalled you know they're not doing i mean there there's some you know they're they're building wind farms and they're doing some solar things but it's not uh what i feel they should be doing i feel like we should be doing a whole lot more but uh i feel like other countries are definitely ahead of us um mm-hmm. in that matter so uh let me ask you this uh let me see here i had a couple questions written down uh mm-hmm. so let's say there was an american who was moving to india mm-hmm. uh what advice would you give him or her just be open like and please don't bring your american privilege here yeah. <laughs> because it's it's not going to be uh useful here it's kind of useless because you know you have to understand that majority of indians look like me uh-huh. you know british and uh black and dark skinned people uh-huh. and if you if you're a white dude or a black dude right like for example isaac if you came to india right people would touch mm. your skin and see because they're like okay i've seen black but this is a different color of black mm-hmm. right and that's not them being like racist that's just them being curious they're like yeah. okay let because then you know like a lot of people have not let's say they have not seen foreigners right it's it's so similar to um I, you know like like an american looking at an indian or or any other like race right yeah and, i hear what you're saying Yeah so you have to open to conversations 
because people will just ask you like okay how are you so black and you're like oh my god that person is racist that person is not racist and he is probably more blacker than you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and um you know it's just people are curious out here and you know just just learn few things you know you don't even have to learn language um but just learn our culture even a little bit and that's going to take you so far um and also indians are very hospitable like i don't i don't know whether you know some indians or not um but yeah, indians are very hospitable yeah most of the indians um so i live near a college called the university of cincinnati and i've mm-hmm. interacted with uh they have a, like a large indian population there every mm-hmm. indian i've come across has been uh pretty pleasant you know mm-hmm. it's pretty cool um yeah so let me ask you this um so where do you see india like within the next say 10 20 years or so what mm-hmm. are some things you think india is going to accomplish and also like what are some issues that india faces uh within that time period so in currently we are like fifth biggest economy in the world mm-hmm. and people intend to be like best in the everything like that's just something that we are like india like you know even in sports it's very interesting we don't support th- those sports where we lose a lot yeah <laughs> yeah like fuck that dude <laughs> you know <laughs> and if you want name and fame and uh, prestige you need to win and yeah. that is so similar to economics too because we are like we don't care like fifth or fourth you want to be like third or second or first and very quickly and mm-hmm. yeah like right now we are fifth largest economy in the world and right now the, as we speak there is a international coalition called as brics if you might have heard yeah. of it yeah for that yeah and i see americans making fun of it they're like yeah fuck that people have tried that before yeah people have tried that before but all the countries that tri- tried before this were literal slaves of united states like they were running yeah. on the money of united states but right now south africa if you look at right if you look at mm-hmm. india if you look at china they they are not like under united states they don't give a fuck about united states and they do exactly what united states tells them to do and that's the exact point that people are not understanding you see there used to be a time when united states was like a big brother Mm-hmm. but they decided to screw over every fucking guy on the planet where they said if you have oil we are taking if you have resources we are taking and you you cannot do shit about it and that's when people started to piss off like they were like fuck you like this is not going to work and this brics thing that people are not taking seriously like there is iran there is there is like 70% of the fuel like you know like uh countries that run on fuel that export mm-hmm. fuel right they are on brics and brics is going to create their own currency uh, in order to trade or they are going to trade in local currencies and people don't understand like the importance of it and especially americans because americans don't understand that you're not living on your development guys like i i understand you your audience might be americans i'm just telling your country does not live on american economies uh, only right because there used to be a time when the base currency of the world was united states dollar mm-hmm. and for every dollar that was transacted united states earned a percentage of it 
right so mm-hmm. united states kind was kind of the master of this you know international economy right but now because these people these countries are just deciding to go on their own currency yeah all this you can you you i i am predicting like most of people will see like huge huge growth in these particular countries because they are they just off the drugs of united states dollar and yeah. that's what it is it's a drug and it's a threat it's like i said it's like this right you know you have 10 candies and if your son misbehaves you don't give him candy uh-huh. your son has zero autonomous you know capacity he cannot do shit right you know if yeah. he pisses you off he's done he's uh, he's done for the day and these countries are just taking away that ability from united states and yeah so in in next 10 years you know india will be a very it's already but it's going to be even more of a super power to mess with and yeah i will use this uh, sentence that in five in in let's say in 10 years it will be very hard to ignore india yeah i can i can see that and uh the whole brics thing doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me you know um i think the rest of the world is you know pretty much tired of america's shit and mm-hmm. you know they're, they're starting to rise up so it's going to be i think like we're looking at like a global shift in power i think that america's uh you know being a global superpower or the number one superpower those days might be behind it you know and i think china and india and uh you know saudi arabia might be the ones uh stepping up to the plate um mm-hmm. so it, it's been about 30 minutes um i guess i'll give you the final word um like if you had to just you know impart one thing on the american audience uh mm-hmm. if you want them to just know one thing about india uh what would it be that indians by our hereditary uh dna let's say indians are very tolerant like absolutely tolerant and that is something that's needed in today's world it is because people are so soft skinned i'm sorry that i'm using that language but people are so fucking soft skinned that yeah. i could call you black and you could call cops on me like yeah <laughs> you know that the level of tolerance is just non existent right now and yeah i would say just look at india right because we have you know and also yeah this one thing that america like tries to call themselves the cult- uh, cultural melting pot of the world mm-hmm. like that's the biggest bullshit statement that they can produce out of their asses yeah. um because you know we have had black people from africa settle in india around 10th and 11th century you know it's been yeah. like th- they have been here for 1000 years and they're just local people like they talk like me they speak like me. they're just they're just me right yeah we have had white people we have had jews we have had every other people who were oppressed came to india and settled and thrived yeah and there is a reason for that right and that reason is we were just tolerant and just welcoming um you know everybody says vasco de gama discovered india and i fucking hate that sentence because there are like literal clergic records showing transactions between uh, africa and india 
far far older than vasco de gama himself oh wow you know and i don't think americans understand this when they say you know vasco de gama is the greatest fucking sailor on the world i'm like no fuck you because he he you know okay i think you you might be interested in this like by mistake he went to africa mm-hmm. okay and there yeah. was an Indi- uh, th- there was an indian patel there who who said okay let me show you the way to india oh really and that was how he reached india um huh. it it was not by mathematical genius i can tell you that yeah and that is not something that people really think about it right um yeah. it it is so similar to um you know talking about black people in civil war like people absolutely mm-hmm. hate it <laughs> you yeah. know they want that conversation and yeah. it is so it is so similar because you know there is a group of people who think that they are they are the most intelligent and the most sophisticated creatures in the planet while they are the most chipmunk brained absolute assholes that exists yeah and yeah so in india if if you ever visit to india you will find two things people are just kind and people just don't give a fuck about who you are what you do and you know they just don't judge you because they don't have that time yeah there's definitely something that americans can learn we could definitely learn to be more tolerant and more accepting you know maybe if you know america was no longer a global superpower mm-hmm. maybe that would allow us to sort of evolve and become more accepting and becoming more tolerant maybe it might be a good thing for us i don't mm-hmm. know um, i think so that well uh yeah sorry i uh, yeah continue yeah you're saying no you're good yeah i i, uh-huh. I said everything i was going to say i think you know the states if if i'm not like you know like a predictionist or futurist or i'm i'm not even half intelligent as people think i am um but i believe that if united states really wants to be a country for much longer time they need to get rid of this notion of a person is everything like yeah isaac is very important no you're not because you you are just one of one of people in your generation who is going to work towards your country people people are so obsessed with i that they forget there is a country and the society that exists and you yeah. have a certain duty to the society you have to be productive because that's your duty right and the biggest the biggest and i always bitch about this isaac to any american that i meet i think the concept of retirement villages should not exist retirement should exist retirement villages that you see yeah. those those communities should not exist that's the biggest failure of your society i mean if if you have a son or a daughter and you took care of them for 18 20 years they should also be responsible to take care of your last 18 20 years yeah and this concept of you know i you know my my father was really good to me he took care of me but he got old and i don't want to take care of him so fuck that uh-huh. you know this 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 concept of selective responsibility is bullshit like people need to understand that uh-huh. um you know cherry picking responsibilities doesn't work and yeah. somehow staying with your parents is seen as bad i don't understand how the fuck that can like that makes sense by any any means unless you are a douchebag you know studying in a college that makes sense <laughs> yeah but as an adult in the society that does not make sense yeah in america like if you're still living with your parents past like a certain age then like you're looked at as like a loser and things like that like 
America could definitely stand to become more family oriented and more family focused. You know, like a lot of our problems stem from that. Like a lot of poverty is because we have so many single mother households. Um, a, a lot of like homelessness is because, you know, people can't rely on their family and things like that. So the issue isn't really money in our society. We have yeah. that where we need to become more, we, we need to become more community focused. Yes. You know, there, there's been a breakdown in the American community. You know, it's always, it's more about like me, 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 yes. you know, screw you. I'm going to get mine, you know? And I think that if Americans came together and, uh, you know, work together to achieve a goal, we could do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the yeah. only way that's going to happen is if there is some kind of like um, a shift in global power, only then mm-hmm. will people like start to, think community wise. Um, yeah. But that being said, um, before, you know, we end the conversation, uh, tell people what was the name of your podcast again and where can you be mm-hmm. found online? Like what's your uh, social media handles and things mm-hmm. like that? Yes. So my podcast is called a sapient. Mm-hmm. So the sapient is the name of my podcast and my podcast is so similar to you. Yeah. Um, you know, which I just talk to interesting people that I find interesting and that is genuinely good people. And my conversations are like two to three hours long. Yeah. So if somebody is cooking or somebody is cleaning and they want a long term contact, uh, long term uh, things to exist. Um, yeah, just give me a second. Just give me a second. Uh-huh. Um, yeah sorry um, so yeah I just talk to interesting people and you know if you're cooking or cleaning or you know just driving you need something to listen to that's where my podcast comes in because we are so open and we, we are just like good and in terms of social media you can find me on Instagram my handle is geniusly underscore decisive awesome alright then hey well this is a good talk with um, I learned a lot um, mm-hmm. Thank you for your time, and uh, you have a great day. Sure, Our take night. care. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah, it's it's kind of morning here, so great day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, take care.